Repeat the Sounding Joy, a daily Advent devotional on Luke, chapters 1 and 2, written by Christopher Ashe and read by members of Crescent Church. Today's reading for the 8th of December 2019 is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 38. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. True Faith Almost as astonishing as the angel's message is the fact that Mary believes him. Put yourself in the shoes of a young unmarried girl. You see an angel. Well, you think you see an angel. And you hear the angel telling you, well, some pretty amazing things. Or you think you hear him. So what do you say to yourself? I can think of plenty of ways to get around it. I ate something odd last night and had a strange hallucination. My imagination has been overstimulated. Dreams are so odd. However you explain it, I think we can agree that we would not have done what Mary did, which was to take the angel's words at face value. It is extraordinary She doesn't ask whether it will happen, she asks how it will happen. To which the answer, which no doubt puzzled her greatly, is that the Holy Spirit will come upon her, and therefore her child will be the Son of God. All three persons of the Holy Trinity will be involved in this miracle. The Father, who sent the Son, the Son, who took on flesh, and the Holy Spirit, by whose agency the Son was conceived in Mary's womb. Mary's faith is a great miracle, given to her by God. Think for a moment about the contrast with Zechariah. Zechariah was a senior man. Mary is a junior woman. Zechariah was a priest in the temple. He was surrounded by the visible signs of the living God and his covenant with his people. Day after day, he was reminded of the scriptures and the reality of the all-powerful God. He worked at the heart of Israel's life. But Mary lives in the north, in the despised region of Galilee, in an utterly insignificant village called Nazareth. It is the kind of place about which people sneer, can anything good come from there? Mary is a nobody, from nowhere that matters. Zachariah was a somebody, from somewhere that counted. And yet, in a most wonderful twist, Mary demonstrates simple faith where Zachariah struggled. We saw that Zachariah was a godly man. He was a believer. He was not a hypocrite or a legalist. But he struggled to believe that he and his wife, elderly as they were, could conceive a baby. Mary hears the word of God and believes something even more astonishing that she, a virgin, will conceive. Mary's example helps us to reflect on the nature of true faith. 
First, we see that faith is based on words. God speaks words to Mary through the angel. The angel tells her that no word from God will ever fail. Mary believes what God speaks. She asks that his word to me be fulfilled. Faith is by its very nature not the same as sight. We live as Mary had to live, by faith and not by sight. She needed to trust the words of God. The Bible teaches us not to expect in the normal Christian life the kind of angelic appearance that Mary experienced. But we are given in the Bible just the same reliable words, words that will never fail. Faith means believing the words God has spoken to us. Just as for Mary, it meant believing the words spoken to her. But notice also that God in his kindness does give Mary some evidence to reassure her. Mary has already trusted the words, but in his answer to the question, how, the angel tells Mary that her elderly cousin Elizabeth, whom everybody thought was much too old to ever have a child, is now almost six months pregnant. That doesn't prove to Mary that she, a virgin, will conceive, but it is evidence that there is a living God. It reassures Mary that the God in whom she trusts is doing wonderful things in the world already. In a similar way, God has given us evidence of his power to do wonderful deeds. The Bible is full of such evidence, and the changed lives of men and women around us are powerful evidence that God is real and true. Take a moment to think about one or two people in your church in whom you have seen God especially at work in this past year. This evidence of God at work helps us to trust his words, as it no doubt helped Mary. And trusting God's word will mean that we obey God's word. Faith and obedience are intimately connected. Believing for Mary meant much more than intellectual assent to the angel's words. When Mary prays, may your word to me be fulfilled, she is offering herself to God. Her womb, her body, her whole vulnerable person, in loving submission and trusting obedience. This is true faith. In his letters to the Romans, Paul calls it the obedience that comes from faith. To believe is to obey, and to obey from a heart of trust is to believe. Spend a moment examining your heart. Is there a particular way in which some real faith in your heart will show itself in some new obedience to God. Today, let us wonder at the radiant beauty of Mary's faith and pray that God will give us a faith like hers.